in our lesson along the line that we've been sharing with you about uh, divine, Jesus being divine and you and I being the branch. And we were talking about having faith in the vine. And in order for you and I to have faith in the vine, one has to abide in that vine in order to bring forth fruit. Now, we know Jesus wasn't just speaking about the fruit trees. He was speaking about you and I bringing forth fruit. But he was given the analogy of showing that a tree, a branch, cannot bring forth the fruit. We never look at the tree. We always look at the branch, the fruit that's on the branch. Like right now, we're getting ready to enter into pecan season. No one ever looks at the pecan tree. Percent, you know, itself. What do you look at? You look at the branch because the branch has what? The fruit, right? The pecans. But guess what? If you cut that branch off, whatever it's about ready to produce, it's going to stop because it's not receiving life from the trunk of that tree. Are you following what I'm saying? It's the same as you with you and I. We have to receive the life of Christ that's in us. We're talking about the life of Christ that's already in you. It has to be, it has to be displayed like the clothes I got on my body to cover my nakedness. It has to be displayed. Well, you're wearing Christ. You're putting Christ on as Ephesians 4.24. Put on. So what are you putting on? You're putting on a new behavior. You're putting on a new attitude. Are you following what I'm saying? You're putting that on every day that you and I live. And if you don't put it on, then guess what? It's locked up on the inside of you and no one knows what you believe. You say, well, I'm a believer, but they can't see it. So this life that you and I have, it's supposed to be presented in a manner where others can see that there's a difference about you. You're wearing it like I'm wearing this shirt. Are you following what I'm saying? Well, the life that's in us, we ought to be wearing it. It ought to be seen. That ought to be proof. That ought to be evidence. I'm saved. And when you are saved, then guess what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you. Are you following what I'm saying? Now you have to look to see what is it that I'm anointed for? See? What am I, what am I, what am I anointed for? What am I called for? What am I on the earth for? What is the purpose that I'm here? Until you settle that, you can't get that from me. You can't get that from your mama. You can't get that from your daddy. You can't get that from any other pastor or man of God. You can only get that from the Lord. Hmm? So if you don't get it from, if you don't take time and ask the Lord, Lord, what is my purpose? then that anointing cannot display itself for what it's been called for. Right? I mean, think about it. 
if I was a mechanic, you know, mechanic have certain evidence. His nails are kind of greasy black, you know, no matter how you wash it, you can't wash that off. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> you know, mechanic always still going to wear and wear, you know, his, his uniform even when he off. If he got to dress up, he going to dress up in a, in a fresh uniform, right? <laughs> He's a mechanic, right? Through and through, that's right. See, that's evidence, that's evidence right? Well, it's the same thing about you and I. You know, there should be evidence that people in your neighborhood, your, your neighbor, are people whom you work with, they know Oh, no, watch out. Don't say that in front of them. That's, that, you know, that's one of them believers. That's one of them Christians. Right? They may make fun of it, but if something take place, you're the one that they're going to want to talk to. But you and I have to live our life on the purpose long enough, not because we're waiting for something to happen, not because we need it. So no, no, I'm doing this because I've died to myself. I can't overemphasize this scripture enough, but let me just give it to you. Galatians chapter 2, Casey, and look at verse 20. Let's start at verse 19. <clears throat> For I, through the law, am dead to the law. Okay? That's another way of just simply putting things in a manner that whereas you are never going to be good enough to appreciate the law or to satisfy the law. Because the law is going to always want more. It's never fulfilling. Are you following what I'm saying? You can, never, you can never finish it all. When, you brought, when you're under the law, notice this. You could keep 99% of the law. And you still had that 1%. Now, you may be better than I. You know, you know how you talk about their choices of meat. You have USAD. Is that right? And I might be just generic, right? <laughs> but it doesn't make a difference. You, you understand what I'm saying? Your flesh may be better than mine, but if you don't keep 100%, who wants to have the best flesh that go to hell? <laughs> is that right? No. And this is what the law represents. The, the purpose of the law is so that all of us as a human can Understand, no matter how good I am or how good I do it or how much perfection or how much passion I put in it, even though I fall short, but my passion for what I do, you know, it's got to be acceptable before God. And no, because when you break one, you broke them all. Let me show you something. Let me show you this. 
James 2.10. For whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in how many points? Just, just one. That seems unfair. Right? I mean, you could get, still get an A if you just miss one. Right? But not with God. The law is not forgiven. So you see what it said here? Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of what? Of all. Whoa. Why? Because man, the nature of man has fallen below the glory of God, spirit, soul, and body. Okay? But then God himself becoming, in a, go back to Galatians 2, uh, 19, uh, Casey. God becoming a man himself, what did he do? He became a man to do what? To bring forth redemption, to bring forth freedom, to bring forth the liberty that God originally intended for you and I to live by. He displayed that love before he went to the cross. He displayed that love, first of all, in creation. Genesis 1.1, John 1.1. He displayed that. And then once he displayed it, he begun, he noticed this. He showed us in his humanity how, as Casey was talking about the Apostle Paul, that's the seven uh, uh, sons of Sceba, that's that spirit, that un, the spirit that jumped on them, say, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? See, why? Because that spirit recognized that you still, you don't have the same light. You don't have this. this. See, those spirit, demonic spirits know. Demonic spirits know your spirit. They don't know you. They know the spirit of Christ in you. They know. And they are literally afraid of you. It, it may not show it. But spirit to spirit, they know if you open your mouth with authority, they know that they got to go. Are you following me? But when you judge it from what you see, when you judge it by for what you do, well, you know, I know he's a good, he's a, he's a holy man of God. Well, I would make him holy. You, you know, you, you make him holy by how he looked. He looked, he looked depressed to me. You know, he walks carefully. That looked like fear to me. That's not, that's not, that doesn't constitute holiness. Holiness comes forth out of your born-again spirit because you are born of Christ. Now, we put the fruit of holiness on. We wear that so that everybody can see. They can't see that holiness within. It's not how you dress. 
okay? It's how it's your behavior, the holiness, the sanctification, say, simply saying, I've been set apart, and this is why I live my life the way I do. Notice this. For through the law, I'm dead to the law that I might live unto God. Well, let's see how that happened. Next verse. I am crucified with Christ. See, that means I have put to death the life that I was, the life of what, you know, what was told me, what was given to me. Again, just think of a dead man in the morgue. That person that's in the morgue, guess what? They have no life. They don't hear. They can't respond. Right? Why? They are dead to themselves. They're dead. Well, you and I in Christ, guess what? You're dead. You're like a dead man in the morgue. So the life that you have now, you are partaking of someone else's life. You are partaking of the one who's giving you life. Does that make sense? So the life that you're now living as a believer, as a person, you're living out the life that you receive. How did you receive it? Through the confession of your mouth and the belief of your heart. Now you're wearing it like I wear these clothes. Your behavior change. Your attitude change. Huh? You, you, you know, what you drink change, right? It's no longer, you know, old Foster and Lil' Coke. Right? Now I ain't get one amen. Got to laugh. Got to giggle. I know y'all still sipping and dipping and dipping and dipping. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but, no, but, but just think about it for a moment. Why did I say that? They say I lost my time. <laughs> I'm looking at JW. J. <laughs> but anyway, you know, your behavior changed. Everything outwardly about us changed, not because someone telling us, right? It changed because we allowing that life in us to shine forth. It's like the sun, right? That sun will shine for no matter how thick the clouds are, once the clouds pass, that sun is shining and it will continue to pierce through until, you know, the cloud passes, right? Well, I'm telling you, the life that you and I live, it wants to shine for through you and I, but you got to give it your consent. Right? It can't shine forth through you unless you allow it. That's, what, that's why you and I are a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice is one that they have to willingly put their life, lay it down. You can't be made to, you can't, that's why the law is never perfect for it. People will use the law well, you take another drink, brother, you're going to hell. No, you can't, you can't, you know, 
Drinking won't send you to hell, but it'll destroy your liver. It'll cause an early grade, right? Not because, not because of, you, you know, you're cursed. No. I'm told now that when you buy cigarettes, well, yeah, I saw it in the store. When you buy cigarettes, they got that big old thing sitting on the, on the counter. They didn't have that in my day when I smoked. That, what they put on that, that's, like, that's a discouraging, I mean, that's a dis, what do you call that? Uh, it would discourage you from buying cigarettes. Huh? You know, the store owner don't put that up there on, don't put that on that counter. That means it has to be regulated by the, somebody to say, you better put that up. Yeah, put that up there. Yes, sir. What does he get? Not, that, yeah, say that again. Put physical pictures on a cigarette to show what it, yeah. But but you see, but that's what but that's what I'm saying to you. Can can you see what I'm saying? It's not that smoking going to send you to hell. No, it's not whether you're going to go to hell or not. If you're born again, you're born again and still can go to hell for smoking. You just might get there a little bit sooner. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying to you is that. See, a lot of this stuff doesn't, it does, you're not allowing, but if you allow that life that you received in you, it will bring forth deliverance. It will bring forth healing because it's already there. It will bring forth abundance, prosperity, because it's already there. But if you don't allow it to shine forth through you, if you don't begin to wear it, if you don't begin to speak it, then it could never display. It's in there, but it's hidden. Are you getting that? Healing is in there, but it's hidden. Abundance is in there, but it's hidden. Why? You're not speaking for what is your, that you have a right to. You're trying to do it, or you're trying to gain something that you already have. Whereas the word is looking for you and I to do what? Look at it again. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. See, yet not I, but Christ, notice it, but Christ liveth in me. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I, but it's Christ that lives in me. Huh? Nevertheless, I live. It's not I. But it's Christ living in me that I live, that I have life. Nevertheless, it's not I now. Yet it's not me. It's Christ in me. Boy, the more that you understand that. The more you say that to yourself, then the abundance of healing, health, the abundance of prosperity, the abundance of deliverance, the abundance of protection, it begins to emanate. 
it sends an aroma around you. You're wearing protection. They say a virus is out. No evil. See? Shall what? Befall me. Why? I am crucified. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I live, I live out by the faith. So how can I be sick? How can I live broke? How can I live in fear? How can I live in sin? It's not I that live. But it's Christ in me. That's the life I live. Nevertheless, not I. Huh? Not I. But Christ said what? That liveth in me. Y'all can go to y'all can go home. Y'all gonna be sleeping in your bed tonight. Y'all gonna jump up in the night. Nevertheless, I live. <laughs> Make sure you by yourself now. Not I. <laughs> what you saying, fool? Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but notice it. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And when you, when you know that that's in you, you're going to bring forth increase. You're going to bring forth protection. You're going to bring forth deliverance. Oh, you understand? All the things that's on the earth that's supposed to be happening, that, that can attach itself... Nevertheless, I live. Hmm? Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Why? When you get a revelation of it, then guess what happened? Your thinking changes. Your thinking is changing. That's why you can say, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not living by the faith of my parents, of my pastor, of my coach. No, I live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave his life for me. He gave himself for you. Make it personal. You don't understand your abundance is in that. Your peace, your deliverance. So when the scripture says, you get a negative report about what's, they say, what's on the earth, what's coming about, you say, it shall not come nigh me. Why? Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ. He liveth in me. So I'm speaking in that manner because what? Christ liveth in me. Huh? And the life that I now live, I live by what? The faith. 
Everybody said the faith of the Son of God. That's what you live by. That's why it can't come up on me. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ, he living where? In me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He's not sick. He's not weak. He's not broke. He's not scared. <laughs> That's a South Baton Rouge term, you yeah. you scared, you know. Huh? No. Until you change that mentality, until you start wearing what's already in you, what's already yours, you're not going to be able to enjoy this verse of scripture. You already possess it. You're already the possession of these things as a believer. It's already in you. It's already living within you. You got to wear it. Hmm? So when your body feels whatever, or your bank account feels whatever, no, no, no. See, again, the tide is not, the tide is not something that God put you under and said, you must tie. No. He's giving you the choice for this life to live, for you to live through, let this life live through you. I'm telling you, you can go through every season, the flu season, the sonic, sinuses, or your sinus infection or season, uh, allergy. You can go through all that, not affected. Hmm? You can go through all them different seasons, not be affected. Why? Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Huh? But who lived in me? And what he did, he bore, put this up case in 1 Peter one twenty four. No, 2.24. Is that right? Where he bore our, yeah. Look, who his own self, who his what? His own self. Or his own, who his own self did what? Bear, or one translation say, he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That's what caused the sickness. That's what caused the allergy. That's what caused the brokenness. Sin. Now that the sin is done away with, it's wiped out. It's eradicated. Your, your slate is clean. You see this? That little piece of 
pomegranate. See how clean that is? How pure that is? That's how you look before God. You look pure, clean. You've been cleansed by the blood. So when the Father looks upon you, this is what he sees all the time. Why? Nevertheless, I live. Yet, it's not I. But Christ that what? Live it in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith. Not a faith. The faith. Amen. Of the Son of God who what? Loved me and gave himself what? For me. That's why God always see you through this. But if you allow your symptoms of how you feel, you allow your symptoms or your circumstances of your, your pocketbook to keep you in the manner where you are, then the mindset, notice that those physical things are there to keep the mental disposition or your mindset from thinking in the light of what I'm speaking to you about. Well, I need money right now. What am I going to do? I understand that. But what you need more than the money, you need this word to understand that no, why you don't, why you already, you are already in possession of the spirit of increase that's on you. You may not have the tangible money, but you have the spirit that will cause the abundance of increase to come to you. It will come looking for you. Rather than you looking for it. You are the blessing of the Lord. I'm, I'm going to come right back to this. Ephesians, Ephesians 1, 3. I want y'all to see this. Oh, I want y'all to see this. Oh, do I want y'all to see this. The Holy Spirit wants y'all to see this. Bless. Everybody say Bless. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about the words. He's the one with the blessing to present me with a blessing. Is that right? Didn't I show y'all that verse of scripture in Hebrew where it said, the less is blessed by the better or the one who has the blessing. Jesus has the blessing. God has the blessing. He's the one that's doing what? Giving us the empowerment. Hmm? I mean, if I, if I was a lawn man, shoot. I have the most prosperous lawn business in all southwest Louisiana. Huh? Let's go do it. If I was, I'm telling you. It'll just add on and increase. Why? Because it's not I. The work would display itself. People will see the work. Got a lady get passed by here all the time. Want me to come do her yard? She said, "I got a yard man, but he can't do this. 
Oh, I'm finna. No, Zach was on the other side, but my wife was. She she was standing right there when he shoot. The lady stopped. She went across. She said, "I got a lot. I got a yard man, but he he can't do. He can't cut like this. He can't do this. What you do?" She said, "Do you know this is an art?" She probably brought a yard man over here to show him, cause I ain't got over there yet. See. It stands out. Are y'all following what I'm saying? I mean, if I I'm telling you, if I had a lawn business, nobody would be able to touch us. Nobody. Nobody. I don't care what contract you made with people, we'll put them out of business. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I know. Landscaping? Oh. That's it. Nobody would match what we do, how we do it. Because when it's, when it's done, it leaves a mark that can't be erased. Anybody that knows me and see me cut grass and what how I weedy, they'll know I know who did this. They're going to know. You, what, they, 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 what you call OCD? What is that? What they, it got to be done a certain way. We can't leave it undone. I'm telling you, when, when God has his hand on you for whatever it is, I'm telling you, you will be the best. But you got to see yourself like that. If you don't see yourself like that, then that's the reason why. If you still see yourself as, well, you know, I'm working this thing. I'm no, no, no. See, you don't see yourself. You don't see yourself allowing that life of Christ living through you. You don't see yourself that it is Christ in you. You still think it's you. I don't care if it's if it's a ten dollar yard. That yard to be the weedy. That yard be edged so beautiful. The house may not look like much, but when I get through with it, that house gonna stand out, Jack. Cause we do things a little different. Hmm. You can't edge or nothing just by cutting around the, the edge. No, you got to put a good line around there, sharp line, like a barber. It's got to be cleaned out. It's got to be, it got to stand out. So well, they ain't paying for all that. No, that's not about the pay. See, that's where you went wrong. Oh, I ain't got to See, that's where you're going wrong. Somebody going to pass by and look at that. They're going to catch us over at that spot. Can you come do my yard? I don't care what it costs. They can't beat my cost no way. I never charge nothing. Pay me for what, you, for what is worth to you. I used to detail cars. I could make a vehicle look brand new. I never charge. Why? 
when God puts something on you, it is attracted to you. And people will do better or do more than what your little price is. And I'm not against nobody having a price, okay? Because people need to know. I'm just saying this is how God leaves me. If I ever did anything for you, if I painted your house, if I painted inside of a wall, if I whatever, you say, well, how much that would cost me? Whatever is worth to you. You don't get one coat of paint. We paint it till it look right. I'm just trying to show you what skill God gave you. You can't be around the world because the world will say, well, you know, I ain't got time for all that. We got to hit it and go. Hit it and go. Well, one time you're going to hit it and then you're going to come to me. And guess what? You're going to keep on going because you ain't coming back no more, Jack. Can't beat my price. Can't beat the quality. Am I talking bragging on me? Sound like I'm bragging on me now. I'm dead to myself. It's the blessing. Blame it on the blessing. It's on each of you. Worry has a voice like I ain't never heard around here before. And he country and western. I'm not a country and western man, but I like his I like his song. I like his voice. Leave that down. <laughs> he meddling. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say to you is something God put in each of you, but you're going to have to be bold enough and step up to the plate and allow the greatness of your God to shine forth through you. This young man, Deion Sanders, and took a team that is 1 and 11. They couldn't afford to pay him. He was working without a contract, without them being able to pay him. Now, the stadium is running over with people trying to get in. And businesses, yeah, and that's right. Think about the community. The businesses that's around the community now. $500 a ticket. When you had a 1-11 in 11 season last year. And the man only been there for six months. All the other players left for left left at least except for about ten. These guys never played together. I think he got some eight or some eight or some people playing. Eighty-two. Only th oh three stayed. Look, see, I said ten. Only three stayed. Well, how do you think that happened? It sure wasn't about his smartness or his brilliance, and Dion was good. There's a lot of players, NFL coaches, that were play. They were great with them big rings on their hand to prove it. Well, what's the difference? The blessing. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. That's where it is. It's spiritual. It's in heavenly place. That means it's inside of you, but it's waiting for you to bring it out so it could be displayed. But if you're ashamed to bring it out, then guess what? It's just going to stay hidden. Because you're not willing to let the life that you have in you to shine forth through you. His life is what you're living out. It's his life you're promoting. It's his way you're promoting. It's his idea you're walking out. It's his attitude you have in every situation, conversation. You dead to you. Until you have that kind of attitude, what I'm telling you, what I'm speaking to you about, you're not going to see the increase that you desire. You don't take a team one and eleven, and you've been there less. You've been there about six months, and you didn't turn the program around. You didn't won more games, probably. In the, I don't know how long they've been there. Now they got what? They got the nation on probation. Nobody can't figure it out. Why? Because it's not normal. He's wearing something on him that the sports world and the church world itself is kind of excited, but you ain't wearing you're not even wearing it. But that's how it is. He, he know it's God. And he's been living like this all, well, for most of his life. That's right. That's his ministry. So I'm saying every one of you in here has this in you right now, this spiritual blessing inside of you. But it's in, notice it, in heavenly places, in Christ. Christ is that anointing. That anointing is what's going to open that door. That anointing is what's going to cause you to flourish. That anointing is what's going to put you on a place that where when you get on this display, you're able to let Christ shine forth through you in a broader light. You will not shrink back. You will not say, well, I did this. It was my meditation. It was my mentoring over here. This, this. You, no, 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 no. God gets all the glory. And the sports world is gone bananas. They can't shut him up. They can't stop him from praying. They can't stop the team. He's letting them know the discipline he applies to. They can't stop none of that. You wouldn't pay me for this. These are my values. How many of us will allow the same anointing that's in us, that's in Dion, and many others to shine for? 
All we can do is talk about what somebody else had or what somebody else has done. Well, what about you? You ain't no different. You're no different. You just as important to God as they are. You just as anointed by God as they are. The only difference between us and them is that they allow their light, the light of Christ in them to shine forth. And they're not ashamed. And they don't care what they don't care what the world thinks. Until you get to the place that you don't care what the world thinks about you, you're gonna stay hidden. Hmm? Okay, so go to Ephesians 2.10 and put this up in the amplifier. Classic. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. How? Because we've been recreated where? In Christ Jesus. Can you see it? Born anew. That's why you and I can have this boldness. That's why we can, we can receive the wealth, the protection, the, the health, everything that, we, that God has provided through this new birth. I'm trying to get you and I awakened to the place that we're at. We'll no longer settle for status quo. Stop watching them crazy commercial on TV and not saying anything about them. If you can't watch TV and, 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 and rebuke them commercials, you need to cut the TV off. Because them commercials will kill you. Always trying to tell you if you're over this age, you got this. You got to speak this. Uh huh? I say. Yeah, I said the devil is a lie. None of that applies to me. I plead the blood. <laughs> oh, you press the mute button. I apply the blood. That's what set me free. It set you free. And you have to speak it out of your mouth so that it can be, it could be a display. It could be displayed. And then somebody, now some people ain't going to like it. They say, well, who do you think he is? I'm a child of God. He said, I could have what I say. If I be born anew, that's why I'm born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined. What is you see it right there. What the word predestined? Plan beforehand. I didn't plan it. He did it for us. He's looking for us in the 21st century to step up. He's looking for you to open your mouth, Brother Joe, and start speaking what he did for what you, what, what, what you already have in you. You know why your body is healthy? You begin to start saying, I walk in divine health. He sent his word and he healed me and delivered me from all manner of destruction, from all manner of sickness, from all manner of disease. Well, I don't want to say that because, you know, knock on wood, that you go with your old, with your old whatever. Get away from that. Or you have some people that live, well, 
Ain't nothing happened yet, but I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. What? Y'all ever heard them old terms? That's, that's old folks' term. No. I'm not waiting for Ain't no shoe going to fall. See, an unrenewed mind will keep you from thinking in this light. Well, the doctor said this, and so what? Did he die for you? He died. We're not, we're not cursing the doctor. We're not even denying the doctor. Report. But what we are denying is the access of what the doctor said to stay there. I'm using my faith that Christ gave me to take on what the doctor said was there. And when I take the word, because I got a working knowledge of it, I take the word, cancer, are you listening to me? Dry up in the name of Jesus. If it's liver cancer, brain cancer, I don't care what kind of cancer. Cancer, listen to me. In the name of Jesus, I curse you. Get out of my body. Now, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Y'all looking at me? I'm just telling you, this is how it's done. Nevertheless, I live. I'm taking what he did for me. I'm bold enough to say to the sickness. I'm bold enough to say to the poverty, to the lack. Money, you come to me in the name of Jesus. In abundance, to the full, till it overflow. Are you listening? We don't give out of compulsion, compulsive, compulsive giving. You give with an understanding that, hey, it was God that gave me this breath, this life that I'm able to give unto him. I'm coming in a, a covenant agreement. Why? Because the plan he has for you to prosper is so much bigger. But what you do right here on a small scale is going to determine what you will do on a larger scale. Well, you know, Pastor, when I get my, when I get my million. Got you on my list. That's just it. I'll just be on your list. Are y'all following it? I've had few people tell me that, and they made it. And guess what? I'm still waiting. I'm on that list. <laughs> Thank God I didn't hold my breath. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm trying to show you. God has already made a way for your prosperity. Stop looking to other people and other men. Look to God. Lord, show me what I need to do here. And when you do it the way he tells you to do it, then boom. Watch how things change for you. Watch how quickly things change for you. Watch how quickly doors open. Watch how quickly opportunities come to you.
Y'all, I am so serious that if I wanted to have a lawn company, landscape, painting, I'm just trying to tell you, we would take the city because they hadn't seen our work. They hadn't seen what's on us. And there would be people that do work better than you, but it's not what you can do. It's what's on you. When that, when that anointing, people can know. You walk in their house, people know when you, when they, people feel good. When they, if you walk in their house and you look a certain, they're comfortable. When they can hold a conversation with you, people know, oh, this is the right person. I know that, J.W., I can tell them Ray Charles on the top of your head. I know that, brother. <laughs> I love you. But, he, you know, he's a good, he's a friendly guy. But what I'm trying to say to you is that I'm telling you, people know. It's, it's no having to do with me. It's something God put on you and people are attracted to it. But you better know, I better know how this happened. And little by little, because you're not doing it just for you, because the, the more that, the more open up to you, the more opportunity for everybody else. And you don't get paid cheaply. You get paid premiumly. It's a premium pay. But you got to have the same mindset. That same work ethics. Hmm? When we engage, that's it. You brother right now, but when we engage in that work, we got to get it. Hmm? We ain't got time to sit down and be talking about the Lord. We're going to talk about you working. We're going to work and talk about the Lord. Let's get it. Hallelujah. Did y'all learn anything today? The blessing is on you. I'm going to finish this verse of Scripture and we'll stop. We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. That we may do those what? Good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Look at this. Taking path which he prepared ahead of time. I mean, your path is already laid out. That's why you keep hearing me saying, stay in your path. It's already laid out. The abundance. It's already there. Taking path which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. See? That we should what? Walk in them. Doing what? Doing what? Living the good life which who prepared? Who prearranged? He did. He prearranged it. But if I won't let him in. I won't allow him to display himself of the life that he won for me. 
it'll stay locked up. And that's why you still have your troubles. You still have these depression moments, etc. Because why? You got that anointing that set you free locked in. Stop talking about the woes and start talking about who you are and whose you are. I don't care whether you don't have a, a, five, a fifth grade education. That doesn't mean anything. I don't care if your life has been so combated and you've been so out of whatever. None of that matters. You're here now. You're hearing the truth now. Oh, my. God is so interested in you. Did you hear what I said? God is so interested in you. Well, that's it. I'm done. <laughs>